Hey everyone, Maria here. Uh, my album, Live at the Bill Murray, is out now and you can get it on Apple Music, so please check it out. Thanks. Hey everybody, welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. We are stand-up comedians. Stand-up comedians that are currently jobless because of the coronavirus. We're finally going to be the doctors our mothers wanted us to be. Is there anything that we don't know? A lot, actually. We have a lot of questions. Uh, we have a lot of answers. All of them wrong. But we do have access to... Google. And a vet. Oh yeah, my mom's a vet. She knows some stuff. We have to do this So again. every once in a while, we're going to invite her on. No, we don't. We're going to actually use this. <laughs> welcome to Two Non-Doctors. Non Hi, welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. And we're together. That's Look at this right. love. Yeah. Um, we're in Prague um, doing tour dates. I just realized my braces aren't in. I need them to be in. You want to okay. take Great. <laughs> We're in Prague. Um, we got here a couple days ago. Um, did some sightseeing, some touristy, a lot of touristy things, um, and shows. We're doing shows. We got shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. We yeah. We got here a few days ago. We we figured out the buses, trams, automobiles, subway system. That's right. We are. We assimilate. Right. We have taken every type of public transportation. Um, what has been your favorite thing so far? I just had an ice cream sandwich. So, of course, like my brain's like the ice cream sandwich. That was one of the best ice cream sandwiches I've ever had. That can't be right, though. Like we saw the big clock. Um, and uh, then like the it big, was yeah. it was built up a lot. Like yeah. a lot of people were like, you got to see the clock. We got to see the baby. I'm just quoting Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> And uh, we saw the clock, like, because it does this little show every hour, but the show was underwhelming. But I think, I think I should have, so I don't, I didn't, I just know it was like on a list of the thing, the things we're supposed to do. So I didn't really have much expectations. I assumed it was going to have some cuckoo clock, like, at, you know, uh, uh, vibes. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a clock. I don't think my expectations were all that high. I didn't think it tells the time. Well, I was like, I was ready to be surprised because I was like, what do I? Everyone's there was a crowd. There's a pretty big crowd. Clock, so maybe I can't even imagine what I'm about to get. And uh, you can't. You can't imagine it. It's not all that great. It was fine. I we did it, and we we're supposed to do it. We went over. Was it the Charles Bridge? Went over the Charles Bridge, which is beautiful. Pretty bridge. Very bridge. Great bridge. Great, Solid bridge. If I could recommend a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> great bridge um did all the old town stuff did some new town stuff For, i can recommend a vintage store vintage store yeah bric-a-brac bric-a-brac so good we learned so much about so much crap it was awesome um yeah i don't know we did a lot of walking i had a bad burger we had bad burgers we had a bad we had bad burgers otherwise the food's been great food food's been good um everything's been I really feel like pretty. Anthony Bourdain would have been like upset with me for going for, for something going with... there well it was for atmosphere and we knew it was touristy um I okay Marie is the foodie I could eat gummy bears for breakfast like I don't I I've try seen it. yeah she I have um so I follow Maria's lead when it comes to food and 
honestly, everything's been really good. And if it's not good, Marie is the one that will tell me it's not good. I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, of course it wasn't good. You hate this. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, never, you will never see me again. Um, but that was the first time that I was like, this is unedible. Like this is I've, and I've eaten a lot of bad food at comedy clubs and didn't even complain. And I was like, I can't eat this. My sleeves are really aggressive right now. They're like, so I like your sleeves anyway, but yeah, um, it, it tasted foul, weird. I don't know. Couldn't eat it. it tastes like poison. And so, um, we quickly got out of there and then we walked around and then we got ice cream sandwiches and that's what we had for lunch. And that's how you had, that's how you reset. We're if on you, a sugar high. If you, very high. Um, if you ever find yourself, uh, disappointed, just find the closest sugar, just honestly, ice cream, candy, candy, hot chocolate, yeah, just something to reset child. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It did work. It worked. It, did work. and it was your idea. Yeah. We're in Prague. Yeah. Uh, the show we've had one show so far. Very fun. Really good audience. Oh, it was awesome. It was at a hostel. It was, um, I would say mostly probably like traveling people, expats. Mm-hmm. Um, to, yep. Great. Um, and then tonight we'll see if it's more like locals. This is my, this is my first time in Prague, right? Your first time. I've never been to Prague before. Um, I think we did like a great Yelp review of Prague. Um, I think we nailed that. But just now. Yeah. Okay. What? Charles okay. bridge, go over the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, this is going to, this would be the dumbest thing that comes out of my mouth. And okay. have to expect. I don't need to come back. I think I nailed it. Like I think I nailed Prague. There's some cities that like, I want to go back to, like there's more to see and more vibes, but I get what you mean. I don't like, I loved it. I I'm happy. I'm, you know, we both leave tomorrow. It was a great trip. I have almost no complaints, but like, I don't know. There's certain cities that I'm like, I have to go. I have to go back to Japan. I have to go back to Italy. Yeah, I yeah, have yeah. to go back to the Netherlands. Right. I don't have to come back to Prague. I get that. I get that. Once you've seen so many European cities, they all kind of like the things that you find charming in the first few, you realize like all of them have. Yeah. And then you kind of have to find like the things that are particular to that city. And there are some really great things about Prague, uh, but I know what you mean. Yeah. So I recommend it, but I don't, I don't need to come back. Yeah. Yeah. We did that. We did it. We did Prague. Sorry, Prague. Sorry, Prague. There's, like, there's so much to me. And we're like, nah. <laughs> what are you, old? We're old. Nobody's impressed with the no oldness. Time. No time to figure out what there is. Um, but yeah, it was a good trip. I might sneeze. I can't figure if that out, if that's going to happen. That's okay. Look, nothing's going to, probably nothing's going to get edited because I don't have time to edit this. So if yeah. you sneeze, you sneeze. Okay, great. Yeah, this is going to be a little rough because I'm traveling for three weeks. And I, I'm sure the sound's going to be shit. The camera's on this. Everyone, everyone, I hope you understand. Everything's going to be shit right now, but we had ice cream sandwiches and we're in a great mood. And we're finally doing a show at the same time, meaning that we're at the same space. We had the, we've had all the same meals for four days. We're on the same goddamn schedule and, and we're like, we're recording at the same time. That never happens. And I'm not like, I didn't just roll out of bed and record this. I mean, I still feel a little foggy because I ate a lot of sugar. But... Yeah. Well, you don't seem it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Announcements. Okay. Okay. Um, thank you to all our patrons. Um, everybody that uh, contributes, supports us. We are beyond grateful. You guys are amazing. Um, if you would like to support us, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash two non doctors. That's two non 
four doctors and you can get stickers. You can get uh, early episodes or, or access to early episodes. You can get weekly bonuses. You can get monthly bonuses. Um, you can control our Googles. You become a Google guest. There are so many fun benefits to supporting us. And it's a double, wh- double whammy. You support us and you get benefits. Double whammy is like a negative. Is it? I think so. Like a double whammy is like a double bad. Well, whatever a double good is, that's what you get. Yeah. With becoming a patron. <laughs> um, if you have time and you're feeling kind, please leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out a lot. It helps us get seen. We love it. We share it on our socials and we get really excited to read your reviews. So please do that. And thank you. Everybody's left reviews. Um, and uh, you can follow us on the socials. We're on Instagram. Oh, no, let's start this way. We're on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at two non-doctors. It's the number two full word doctors, not forward doctors. Full like, word. Uh, someone thought I was saying full word doctors. And then at Instagram at two non-DRS, which is why we emphasize the full word on the other ones. And then I my album's either out by now or the pre-sale has happened. So you can get, you can get my album on um, iTunes. You can pre-sell, buy it. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> Go get her album. It's her first album. It's awesome. I've listened to it uh, at least three times. Um, Cause that's what friendship is. Yes. Um, it's awesome. It's an incredible album. Support Maria. And um, like, like she said, you could either pre-buy it right now or um, uh, go, go out and stream it, buy it, support it. Don't stream it. Just buy it. Okay, great. I don't know what's true. What do you get? Like five pence? What do you get? Oh, you get almost nothing, but it's yeah. about people yeah. listening to you and falling in love with your comedy. No. Great. Okay, just buy, buy it. my album. <laughs> buy, buy, buy. Oh, we didn't, we, a lot of money. we didn't work for you. It was okay. self-produced. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> buy Maria's album. Any tour dates? Um, just look at my website. Her website is mariashahada.com. Okay, and I just added a bunch of dates. Um, uh, I think as soon as this come out comes out that weekend, I'll be in Syracuse, then uh, Cleveland. Then I'm taping my own special uh, April 3rd at New York Comedy Club on 24th Street. The first show is almost sold out. The second show is what you want to come to. Go get tickets. Um, uh, use the promo code GHOST because that helps me pay for this special, also self-produced, and uh, gets you a discount. And then also I'll be in Lexington, Kentucky, Pittsfield, Massachusetts, Boston, Massachusetts, a bunch of cities in Michigan, Reno, Sunnyvale, California, San Francisco. Oh, and then I'm doing some Florida shit. Um, I'll be in Pensacola and Panama City in Florida in, I think, August. Um, I'm still working on getting tickets for that. Um, Band mail? Okay. Band mail. Uh, yeah. So we have, um, look at this prepared. What the fuck? <laughs> this is what happens when you actually prepare. We have a fan mail from Judith and who says... Hi, Liz and Maria. I love your episode about social anxiety. When I was a teenager, I always thought I'm just shy and a weirdo because I never blended in with the class with my classmates. Over the years, I've learned more and more about symptoms of social anxiety. One time, one of my friends asked if I wanted to be your bridesmaid, which included having to go on a girl's trip with her other friends. I didn't know. As soon as she asked me, I felt my anxiety creeping up. Having to go on a trip with people I haven't met yet sounded haven't met yet sounded like pure horror to me. Thoughts that came to my mind were, I don't belong. They won't like me. Everyone will notice my anxiety. I'll say awkward things. I just couldn't do it. I never look forward to parties. And if I have to go, I get nervous and uncomfortable weeks in advance. Like Liz said, I would never enter a party alone and wait for my friends outside to go inside together. 
I'd always try to stay in the background and think of a way to record myself or sorry, reward myself after the party. Like Maria mentioned, I think the greatest challenge is trying to be social with goal, not to die alone, surrounded by my cats. <laughs> totally Liz's goal. But yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Most, don't, don't steal my goal, Judith. <laughs> mostly I disassociate with my way through a social event. If I have to, it's like watching me from above attending the event. I always find myself being mentally exhausted when coming home. Interestingly, the only event I usually look forward to is going to a comedy show. I love going to my local comedy club, watching stand-up comedy. It's the only thing I feel like I belong as an audience. Thank you for all you do. Love Judith. Judith, don't change. We love that. That's perfect. Go to comedy clubs. Yeah. I think you nailed it. Um, it's so fun. I related, I related to everything. Oh yeah, for sure. I was just like, oh my God, a bridesmaid parties. <laughs> Did she say she had to go on a boat? Cause fuck all that noise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's like the word. Cause there's no escape a boat. There's nothing, there's nowhere you can go. Like you just have to wait for it to come back to land. And I can't, I have, I have to be able to have the option of leaving. Yes. Like I can't go to shows or whatever without like I have to be on the side or somewhere in the back where I can easily exit if I need to. That's like how I like went to classes because uh of just like anything it could be misophonia being triggered with misophonia i don't want to be able to get up and leave or for whatever reason i need to know i have an out and if i'm on a boat there's no out and i can like i just and you, me don't anxiety. Know, you don't know when it ends i'm always thinking something's gonna happen to boat it's like i'm gonna have a baby titanic situation now i'm stuck on a boat i i i think what's hard is because i think we all know like for me most of my social situations were work related like when we first started doing comedy what did they tell you you gotta do facetime you gotta go to these clubs you gotta show your face and it's like and then what like like i think i've told this on the podcast but i remember so clearly i wanted to do shows in tennessee and i reach out to this is like god over 10 years ago 12 years ago i reach out to nate bergazzi and i go hey i want to work um i think it was zanies in nashville and he goes oh yeah here's the booker's information just talk about hockey what yeah. <laughs> what like what no i have to learn a whole sport as if he would talk about anything else like food and he'd be like why are we talking about this i only talk about hockey <laughs> yeah but i was just like i was like gee and that's almost how i feel about being thrown into a party situation so they're like ah everybody's nice go to the party you're like yeah but like it is it feels like like um it feels like i'll prepare for a conversation or i'll be like i'm fun i'm fun and then somebody would be like oh did you see on the news and i'm like no i didn't look at the news today <laughs> and, then you're like, oh. <laughs> and like now stand-up has actually really kind of cut i would say it cut at least 30 percent of that anxiety off because i now do have confidence in myself that i can hold a conversation no matter what it is whether i know about the topic whether we're talking about hockey which i still have not learned anything about to something that is um that i care about and i'm excited about and i've also i have jokes about it i have a cockiness to believe that i am good at having a conversation and if the conversation isn't good i believe that's your fault um but i still especially when i make it want to i want to make a good impression especially when it has to do with work i am dreading it for weeks and yeah. just preparing for it for weeks like i have um i have a Okay, so I used to do, and I'm probably gonna start doing it again, the podcast for the Jed Foundation. It's a mental health, it's like a suicide prevention, mental health awareness um, for teenagers podcast. So I would do it randomly whenever they asked me. And what they do is they pick out some kind of celebrity or somebody um, known and then whatever they're going through and I interview them. So I will do all this research about them. I'll write all these questions. Here's somebody I've never talked to before. There's no pre-interview. And then I sit down with a stranger and I'm just like, tell me about your eating disorder. <laughs> like, like what? And I won't be able to sleep for days. 
for days because it's because it's a charity because I care about it because there's like three cameras on me and like and all these people like believe in me I've done this now like probably almost a dozen times and I still am like this doesn't keep me up at night yeah but that will keep me up at night so it's like really any social gathering whether it's it's I'm supposed to have fun or I'm supposed to just show up and be good at what I'm supposed to do so I I mean Still no advice. I know I don't have any advice. It's just we all we all we all kind of yeah, we feel that. We feel you, you yeah. know, like like when somebody included me on a post about international women comedians as like comedians they love. And I was like, oh, I thought you I thought you hated me because I think everyone hates me. I I meet people and then I spend the next five hours going back on everything I said, thinking that was dumb. I shouldn't have said that. Even when I commented on the post and I was like, this is awesome, thank you. And then with hearts, I was like, was that too many hearts? Should I have said that was awesome? It's like calling myself awesome. Like I just like went through so much anxiety about my response to a nice thing. Anyway, thank you so much for writing. <laughs> um, no, we appreciate it, Judith. Yeah. Google's. Yeah. Can I go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was getting ready too fast when I was in Utrecht, and I burnt my finger. So oh no, I'm going to think. Where's my Google? Okay, so I burnt my finger. You can see it. Mm. Um, I burnt it on my my hair straightener. Yes, I've done that. And it it really hurt. Like it really hurt. But I didn't even have time to deal with the pain. So it was just like fucking Liz. <laughs> like you know what I mean? God damn it! <laughs> like I was so jet lagged, and I was just so tired. And then I burnt it. And this is going to sound really dumb, but because my special is coming up, and I like really care about my nails. Not that anybody's zooming in on a joke, but like I was like, no, my. Like almost felt like a hand model that I was like, no, I'm going to lose so much work. <laughs> so my Google was how long does it take for a burn to heal? And so it said superficial burns. It takes three to six days. I'm assuming this is superficial because That's it was superficial. like for, for two seconds. And it was like, a, you can only burn yourself so much on a hair straightener. I would yeah. assume. Then it said superficial part, partial thickness burns. No idea what that means. Usually uh, less than three weeks. Um, I'm assuming that's like, like real, like hot liquid kind of stuff. And then it's a deep partial thickness burns more than three weeks, which I'm assuming is like, you're going into a fire. I don't know, but that led me down the rabbit hole of like, well, how, how can you quickly heal a burn? What should I have done? Because what I did was nothing. <laughs> I did absolutely nothing. But in the future, as somebody that does uh, use hot things close to their face, yeah. I should probably know what to do. I always got burned on my neck and always looked like a hickey because I would be curling. I remember that because yeah, you would always get really close. Yeah. I'm okay. This is what we're supposed to do. Um, you, you're very, you're very just, just, yeah, we've never been this close before while doing a podcast. This is what you're supposed to do. How loud in Italian you are. (laughs) I'm surprised I haven't hit you It's too much. (laughs) This is what you have to do. Okay. Uh, to quickly heal a burn, you're supposed to like put it under like cool tap water uh, or apply like a cold, wet compress. Do that for about 10 minutes or until the pain subsides. And then you're supposed to apply petroleum jelly two to three times a day. Uh, they say do not apply ointments, toothpaste or butter to the uh, burn. My mom always did toothpaste because it may cause infection. I've never heard that before. I never either. heard any of those ointments, toothpaste or butter. Butter yeah. is weird. Yeah, butter is weird. Maybe because it's already cold. 
and maybe i don't know sounds awful it's like when you get like a black eye and somebody puts peas but it's in a bag it's, yeah. a bag of peas. it's not no you're not putting individual peas um peanut butter on your black eye yeah <laughs> um yeah so it looks really gnarly right now it doesn't hurt but it looks ugly and it makes me sad yeah, you have like millions of rings that you're gonna wear i so. actually started wearing a ring right over it there you go i was mad at i was mad at it so yeah um it should be gone soon but i also like if anyone's paying attention to your finger while you're telling your jokes like you've done a bad job with jokes that's a valid point <laughs> like, you know everything's okay. hd now i feel like you can see inside my pores i know but that'll just make you more endearing people will be like she's not perfect I'm not perfect. Um, the other thing is on the other finger, this is really dumb. I think I, I just like my nails and I look at my hands a lot when I'm like nervous. But um, I was putting, I had all my books in my luggage. So it was like really heavy and I was putting it on the upper whatever thing in the, um, on the plane. And I don't know what I did, but it landed on my finger. And I mean like gushing blood. Ugh. And um, it's going to be, a, that one's going to be a scar. On the plane? Yeah. So do you know what I did? Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gushing blood. Why can't I touch you? I don't know because you were just talking about it. <laughs> wow, I'm learning so much about I you. I didn't realize. I didn't realize I was so weird about yeah, it. Yeah, you're <laughs> really flinching. Just, oh. Cool. Feel gross. Sorry. Um, I'm sorry. So this try, is try again. Try again. Yeah, no, it's, it wasn't convincing. Okay, so what I did was, you know me, I always have that washi tape, and then I had these little um because i have very oily skin i have those like little sheets that absorb oil mm -hmm. so i literally took that you oil diver to band-aid yeah wow because I, I was gushing <laughs> that is so fucking amazing. And, it, and it i was pretty proud of it so um thank you to uh whoever got me addicted to washi tape i carry it everywhere i go they've got like little avocados on it it does have like, avocados yeah. on it <laughs> okay what'd you google um well i was because at the shops here, the souvenir stores you can buy pot and we were like what how is that possible so yeah because i was like i I don't think of Czech, the Czech Republic or Prague as like legal weed. That's like not. No. So like, you don't think, I mean, you think of Amsterdam when you think of like legal weed, but you asked another comedian and, and they said that it was decriminalized here, but not like legal. Yeah. But so I was trying to figure out what was in the shops. And it was like souvenir shops, like, like where you would get trinkets. Mugs and or shot glasses and pot. And we're like, How's that? And like a variety, like think like what you would do if you went to LA and you're just like, oh, can I get like breezy day or I don't know. That's not bad. It's not a bad like guess of what pot would be called. Thank you, thank you so much. Breezy um, day sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm looking for breezy um, day and chaotic night. Purple carrot. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, I just went to Reddit, honestly. I was like, they'll, they'll be this. So somebody goes, hi, I'm currently visiting Prague and I keep seeing these cannabis cookies and lollipops and souvenir shops. Is it any, is any of it legit? I bought a pot of brownies, a pot of brownies. But if it's any good, I might buy more. I bought a pot of brownies. I'm sure it means a, like pot, pot brownies brownie. or brownies in a pot <laughs> with pot in it. Too much pot. Okay. Thank you very much in advance. So don't eat that brownie. <laughs> there's only a few responses. I'm going to read all of them. Those are just tourist traps. At best, you buy overpriced green-colored food. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, if they are the next person, I mean, if they are legit, they are also most definitely without THC, which is what I thought. I was like, it looks like it has um, do some of CBD them, in it, but not THC. Yeah, and some of them would say like CBD and like pot or whatever. Oh, really? They are supposed to be next person. They are supposed to be 0.2%, which I naively calculated is 300 milligrams for the 150 gram pack. But I guess not that. I guess not then. That I don't understand. Um, 
the calculation is correct, but these goods are not just from weed, obviously. They might got some percent of cannabis, but they surely have 0% THC. Don't buy it. And then finally, nope, you purchased the most expensive grass in your life. Legal weed means hemp, so 0% THC. It counts on stupid tourists. <laughs> Thank you, dude. <laughs> cool. The guy feels really bad about And that, that one got eight up, up votes or whatever you call it. On. Yeah, it was so weird. I mean, that's... How funny is drugs where you're just like, uh, if you don't buy it in an alley, it's not legit. Because um, I was, I was like, I was like, this isn't where you would get in Amsterdam. So why is it in a tourist thing? And then yeah. um, the comedian that um, we met here basically was like, it's fake. Like, it's not real. But I wonder what it like if it does nothing to you or like, because because like, what are they saying in the U.S. like that um, synthetic weed is like fucking kids up like there's something really like killing people yeah or it's being like mixed with fentanyl or whatever but yeah i mean i feel fortunate that i have some street smarts to be like when something doesn't seem right i'm not like oh cool i'm like no nah. <laughs> like, i bought a whole suitcase of it yeah yeah, yeah 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 i'm gonna sell it yeah it just it didn't seem right yeah so uh get your get your pot on the street in prague but it was cool. Uh, she was telling us that it's decriminalized so that like she was like smoking a joint outside, but her dog wasn't on a leash. And a police officer came up to her and was like, you need to get that dog on a leash. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like I was like, oh, I love that. I OK, so I don't know if I talked to you about this when you were in New York, but we've kind of I don't I guess weed is eventually going to be legal in New York. It's not legal yet. I don't know how this stuff works, but technically it's supposed to be legal. But I think at the moment it's probably decriminalized because the streets smell like weed. Like I'm not even joking. Yeah, all the time. It always smells like weed now. I don't care, but it's like, what a difference where before it was like, you smell weed. And now I'm just like, yeah <laughs> like oh yeah because it's it no you're not it's it's at the very least decriminalized now yeah or at least not penalized or i don't know any of the lies <laughs> yeah yeah let's get personal yeah okay let's get personal where do you get your news um i started the guardian and then i realized that the guardian has gotten all their news from twitter and other sites <laughs> They do. They just like, I thought repost the Guardian tweet. was like a real they, they are, but they just seem to like repost tweets and like just go according to this site. And they're they like listen to Times Radio and then report on that. And I'm just like, I could just do that. Am I a journalist for The Guardian? I could be. I could be an editor. I'll tell you that because they're always like doubling words on accident and shit. Um, sorry, I don't know. And then I'll go to CNN to see what's going on in America, which is harder when you're in London because for some reason, if I go to the like CNN while I'm in London, it'll be like still giving me UK news. And then I, I don't know how to, I have to like go and find the U S news. And then, uh, sometimes I'll go to Al Jazeera just to see if I can get some sort of different take. Um, and then I, you know, on Twitter, obviously I get my news from Twitter. Uh, and that's where I like go to find other news. I almost, I almost get everything. I would say New York times and YouTube. So YouTube is clearly a conglomerate of like CNN and late night and, and, um, uh, 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 CBS, like, it's like all the news. And then like people that like, I've been following a lot of like newsy people that will like almost do what the daily show does, but then be not funny about it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, so they'll take all these different things that happened that week and then talk about it. Um, and that's kind of almost like somebody reading the headlines more in depth and like, so I don't have to do it. So I, I, I watch the news a lot while I make 
like making breakfast or doing my skincare regimen. Um, I can't really do all cooking because I need to focus. So I do a lot of like. Oh, let's get my news from podcasts. So like the New York Times has a podcast. The Guardian has a podcast. Sky News has a podcast. So I listen to all of those. How and, long and NPR's podcast. They're anywhere from like 20 minutes to 45, 50 minutes. Yeah, I think there's something about YouTube where they're in like anywhere from five to 10 minute chunks. And like, because sometimes I'm like, I just, I just don't understand what's happening right now. And I need somebody to educate me as quickly as possible. Yeah. I also get my news from Alexa, which gets her news from NPR. I get a lot of news. I'm always reading the news. It's so funny how much news I take in and I know nothing about anything. Yeah, I'm not. Actually, I'm starting to know a little about stuff, but also, okay, so do you do this? Um, I'll get obsessed with certain stories. So uh, Matt Gates still hasn't been indicted, but I'm obsessed with him being indicted for uh, child trafficking um, and uh, uh, prostitution or whatever, uh, basically taking a 17 year old across state lines and having sex with her. And um, all these people have like, they've gotten people to say shit about him or whatever, but he hasn't been indicted yet. But anything that comes up, I mean, I've watched 15 stories because I'm like, lock him up like like genuinely i'm like he's a skeevy awful person in politics that got it because his dad was in politics like fuck him so like anything that has to do with like the january 6th committee anything that has to do with like um fucking trump going to jail or his kids going to jail or him losing money like i get really excited and i'll watch like seven news things and all any article like i'll look at the headlines so like new york times will send me like kind of like this is what we're talking about and i'll look and then if it's those buzz things that's what i'm re- like i get ready i'm ready i'm like on the train i'm like i hope matt gates dies in jail like i get very excited so like i also it's not just i get my news i pick like four things to be like petty about okay and okay. then I will, and then I know too much about it to the point where like, I'm not even joking. Like I could be like waiting to go on stage and some comics over here and they'll be like, Matt Case. I'm like, right, right. Like I get too, I get like <laughs> crazy and I'm like waiting for somebody to talk about it with, but like, I'm a little, like, I've realized I become obsessed about, um, like vindication okay of monsters in politics that's okay. that's where my so i went from like barely knowing anything to knowing too much about maybe like four things like i was telling my dad about matt gates and i was like you should also be rooting for him to go to jail and he's like okay okay i guess i'll look him up yeah please everybody root for matt gates to go to jail he's awful um but yeah so i do realize that and then of course the way like a youtube algorithm works is like you watch one cnn thing about matt gates and you watch another thing so then they're like hey liz there's another thing about Matt Gates, and I was like, "Thank Give it you, to me. thank you, YouTube." And then it's like the same information. And I'm just like, "Come on, I know man! All this. It's been like a year and a half. How was he not indicted yet?" Call Matt Gates. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah ask no, him directly. Yeah, I tell him I'm 17. You're a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell him I'm 17. <laughs> um, and then um, I do still get news from uh, like late night because I like watching. Oh yeah, because okay. I like I like the closer look on Seth Meyers. What I really do appreciate about it is it's funny, but they are they are again doing that kind of taking all the topics of that day and kind of telling you what's going on. So sometimes I'll hear like just the funny version of it and I'll go look up stuff on on YouTube more about it. So I do kind of use that as like both entertainment and to be like, oh, shit, what's going on? Yeah. What happened? Um, but I still like. I, I genuinely like watching Seth Meyers. I, I used to love Stephen Colbert, but it's just kind of 
I don't I never really liked him. My dad loves him. I loved him when he was um was his old show, The Minority Report. Colbert Report. Colbert Report, the Minority Report. It's a different show. Um uh uh but yeah, Colbert Report, I loved. So, but I still love him, but like it's not it's not a good show. But like again, it's just something I'm taking my makeup off and yeah. Yeah. When I get out of the shower, I I, I listen to NPR because the news for whatever reason, I think my Alexa is connected to my US Amazon account. So the new com- news comes up for the US. So like I'll spend the morning reading The Guardian for the UK news and then I'll get the US news from that. So like I'll just be getting ready listening to that. Isn't it funny? Like you said, the, like the newspaper outside your, your hotel room or like, you know, yeah. I used to get the newspaper when I was in college. Miss that. I don't know. I mean, I don't love that I read stuff on my phone. But I also like I could never figure out how to fold the paper so you weren't like on the train like. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my! People do do that, and you're just like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? It's so crowded in here. You can't go full spread eagle on your newspaper. You could fold it up and read it that way, but you can't do that. You can't do yeah, that. Yeah, no, you're a monster. Human, you're you? a monster. Yeah. Um, I just had an epiphany. What? Is there a free New York newspaper anymore? I wouldn't know. You would know that. But remember, I remember this from the UK. There was that free UK newspaper and they would always just recycle it by the putting it at the standard, back. Yeah. Do they still have that? Yeah. Do you still see Very it? Very much. Oh. People share. It's so cute because people share on the tube. They um they read the paper and they fold it up nicely and put it on the seat for someone else to read. And I would always think it was junk. I'm like, they just left their junk. But that's to share the paper. That's what people do. Because I'm used to New York where you take an AM New York or whatever, you yeah, take yeah. it, you read it, and then you fucking toss Wipe it, and it's bat, now garbage. Bat, yeah. No one else is going to touch that. Like, ew. But for, for the UK, that's for someone else to then read. Yeah, they used to <laughs> leave it when I had, like, because it kind of had, like, a little ledge in the back, and they would, like, leave it there. Um, and then there was a guy that would, like, collect it at yeah. the end of the stop, at the end of the train stop. Um, I just realized I haven't seen, like, an AM New York in years. Maybe they stopped it. That's really sad. Maybe it's just online. There was a guy on the Upper West Side who used to like sing AM New York, um, like this AM New York song every morning. I'd walk by him. I loved this song. He's like, he was like, AM New York. I don't remember it. <laughs> when you started it, I was like, there's no way you knew no what's going on. You're just gonna no, say the name. I, I wrote a poem about him. I could probably find the poems, but right. I can't remember the song. All right. You ready again? This is happening. Yeah, let's do it. Um, we thought this would be so appropriate. Our topic this week is travel on your body, the effects it has on your body, why it does what it does. And, um, I, um, I've mostly been complaining about it. Um, how do we want to start this? Um, I can start. Okay. I mean, no, 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 I was gonna say I could like, I could start with what's just going on with my body now, and then we can take it from there. Uh, Okay, fine. Yeah. Well, this is my thought. So, okay. So I started this um, European tour a week ago. I've done some traveling, but like clearly, and it's, it's not the longest travel I've ever done, but clearly six hours is more than the two, three hours I've done. Um, I mean, I guess going to LA, I've done that, but both, this is the most kind of dun, dun, dun traveling I've done in two years. And then my friend Adrian is actually doing a world tour where she's literally like every day or every other day somewhere else. And she's dealing with like her feet being swollen and just being uncomfortable and having headaches. Like my neck hurts right now. And I had really bad jet lag, like the worst jet lag I've had for Europe, because like I've done Japan or Pakistan or just some of the like Asia and, and, and it's been 
off like really hard, but like that makes sense because of so many time zones. I've never had Europe just mess me up like this. And I can't figure like I, for for most of it, I couldn't figure out. I was like, is this because I'm getting older? Is this because I'm my body hasn't done this time zone dance in a while? Because I was coming to yeah. um, I was going overseas at least two, three times a year. And then I didn't do almost any traveling get on any plane let alone leave time zone so i wonder if it's like drinking where like yeah i'm, you, I'm actually scared you like, don't have a tolerance anymore yeah so like i quit drinking i think when i was 29 i can't remember and i it was for my stomach and so i've thought about having again but i'm so scared being in my mid-30s that like i'm gonna have a drink and it's gonna like murder me yeah yeah i get that because I'm older and I have no tolerance. Yeah, there's no reason to. Don't have a drink. No, my skin looks so good. I know, exactly. Um, what were you looking up for? So we, we, we um, because uh, we often do the same research, I was like, let's split it. So I looked up like travel effects on the body as far as like uh, being on the plane and like what that does to your body, like how it dehydrates you and stuff. And then you did jet lag. Yeah. And I think we were supposed to both talk about water in other countries but I, I didn't i forgot yeah i forgot too okay cool so we'll just do travel effects on the body um so do you want to talk about your jet lag first yeah so okay just in general i think we all know what jet lag is but it just happens when your body's natural clock like your circadian circadian rhythm is disrupted by traveling to different time zones so they actually say the, the more time zones you you go through the longer it's going to take for you to get over your jet lag and your body follows this internal clock to perform to perform specific biological functions. So it's not, I think we kind of all know that when you're sleeping, there's a purpose. It's like, yes, it's physical rest, but you're, this is when your body isn't dealing with all the other crap. It's just getting everything done so that you can restart the next day. That's actually one of the reasons why I've started to do intermittent fasting, intermittent. I don't know how to say that. Intermittent. Thank you. Fasting, because in general, if you eat and then go to bed, your body's digesting when it's supposed to be doing all this other stuff. So they say like some of the things your body's doing when it's sleeping, it's releasing hormones that help you sleep, or it's increasing your body temperature to help you like wake up and start your day as well as like all this other healing stuff. So when all that stuff gets out of whack, it just, it doesn't know how to handle it. Um, I remember going to, so going to Japan, it was like normal kind of jet lag where like, you would just be wide awake when you're supposed to be sleeping. And, um, and then, um, I don't think we slept as much, but this, I remember this so clearly I came back from Japan and I came back, let's say like one in the afternoon. And I told Burkash I would get dinner with him the next day. So 7 PM, the next day I was going to get dinner with Burkash. I went to bed at a normal hour. Let's say I went to bed at like 11 PM the day I got back from Japan. And I missed four calls from Burkash because I woke up 11 p.m. the next day. Shit. Just slept through dinner. Slept like I oh, slept no. through the entire. <laughs> I've never had that. And you know me, I get up yeah. to pee. I'm surprised you didn't like. I, think I, you were dead. I thought I was dead. Yeah. Because I could not figure out what day it was. Oh, fuck. Because it was 11 p.m. again. And I was like, I slept for 24 hours. It, and I'm, we've talked about it a lot in the pocket. I'm a peer. I pee a lot. I don't know what my body was just like, we don't have time for this. Like it was so disordered. I thought I was in a coma. Like I really, yeah. Like I called Burkash and he's like, it's okay. And I was like, no, it's not okay. What the fuck happened? I don't know what happened. Yeah. So like, I've never slept like that before. I've never been like 
lights out. Like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even have good curtains. Like, I live off a highway. Like, there was no reason for me to have slept that well. But that's how, like, I don't know, messed up. But um, so do 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 some s- symptoms of jet jet lag. Um, honestly, it's just basically tight. Ty- when I go home to when I go home to the East Coast, like. I don't, I don't get back on a no, like an East Coast time zone. I'll like stay on London just because I'm like, oh, I'm just here for a week. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And so like, I'll go to bed at like 8 p.m. and then wake up at four or five, get some writing done. I treat it like a writing retreat, but it really makes it hard to socialize because people are like, you want to get dinner? I'm like, that is way past my bedtime. Well, like 7.30. Yeah, I can't, I can't do, do that. that. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to get coffee at 5 a.m.? Yeah, oh yeah. I'm 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 ready. I'm there. I'm good. I don't I don't know. I think that's what's kind of throwing me off about having jet lag while here. I've just never and the other thing is like, and this is one of the things they tell you with jet lag is to um kind of assimilate early assimilation to that time zone so you don't have to do much work. But weirdly enough, I always kind of take like a red eye. Yeah. Stay up all day and then I'll do shows that night. So it'll put me on my normal night schedule, which is if I'm performing at 11 o'clock, I'm going to bed yeah. at like one or something. That's what time. So I'll be super tired, but that didn't happen. I did exactly that. And I kept waking up at 2 a.m. What this time? Yeah. Okay. Almost every night. You know what got me on the schedule? What? I was doing such late shows that I was going to bed at like two, three in the morning when I was normally waking up. Okay. And so I was still waking up pretty early, but I was able to get like six hours of sleep as a, as opposed before I was getting like two or three. Okay. But it, I'm, I guess what's shocking to me is like, I was having like going to Japan jet lag, jet lag for Europe and I never experienced Yeah. I wonder if it is a tolerance thing. I lost my jet weird. lag tolerance. <laughs> you can't travel that. anymore. Um, but just so you know what it is, it's tiredness, fatigue, drow- drowsiness, irritability. I think this is just who I am. Um, feeling slightly disoriented, confused, lethargic, minor gastro gastrointestinal issues like getting an upset stomach or diarrhea, excessive sleeping or insomnia. And I would say it's most, excuse me, it's mostly insomnia and um, um, irritability. Yeah. Very irritable. Um, I've heard your stomach, little gastrointestinal stuff. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> that's like mine too. My stomach's like <laughs> my stomach is very vocal, but I was also on a plane to Prague, so maybe it's from that. Which brings me to mind. I would love to hear. About um, it. so the travel, like like travel effects on the body, as far as planes go. Um, because you said that you get bloated when you get off a plane. I do. My ankles are like swollen, and yeah. like. Also, I kind of almost a little bit dehydrate myself on top of probably what the plane is doing because I'm in a window seat and I want to sleep. Yes. So I'm like, all right. And then of course, buying water at the airport's like $14. So you know what I mean? So there's a little bit like, I don't want to get up to pee and the plane itself dehydrates you. So I also wonder if I'm just like doubly dehydrating myself. Absolutely. So jet bloat is a change in air pressure may cause gases in your body to expand. So that's another thing. So the air pressure is causing I'm the expanding. gas to get wider. Yeah, you're actually expanding. So, so like, don't drink carbonated beverages. Um, also, staying seated for many hours causes bloating. And then I wrote, Google why. <laughs> <laughs> um, so staying seated for many hours causes bloating. Dehydration causes bloating. And that, that was another thing I had to Google. Um, airplane cabins have very low humidity levels. Um because about 50% of the air circulating in the cabin is pulled from the outside 
and at high altitudes, the air is almost completely devoid of moisture. This might cause your throat, nose, and skin to feel dry. Um, so that's causing part of your heat dehydration is there's no humidity in the air that's being mm -hmm. circulated. Um, in airplanes, as, as, it is, as they ascend, the cabins get very low humidity, low water moisture in the air that causes noses nose to dry up. I've just said the same thing. Um, so by not properly hydrating like you're doing because you don't want to get up to pee, which is totally understandable, the dryness can predispose you to get viral infections with potential having breaks um, uh, in your throat. It reduces the mucus lining so that you're more susceptible to bacteria and viruses. Yeah. And then you're like um, in the small cabin with 90 people. Yeah. And also the air pressure empties your energy tank um, at, because the air pressure is lower at higher altitudes, which means your body takes in less oxygen. So again, the less oxygen you're taking, um, I guess it's not again, the other one was humidity, but this time it's oxygen. Um, that, that leaves you feeling really lethargic, uh, puts stress on your ears. I'll get back to that. Hold on. So let's talk about like, um, blood clots. So like you said, your ankles get swollen, but it's because yeah. you're, you're in a seated position and all that, um, blood is kind of pooling up in your ankles. Mm. This is why people wear compression socks to help the circulation so that your, your heart doesn't have to work as hard to get your blood to come. I think I'm at the age where I'm ready to get compression. You might socks. have to. You I might. really feel that way. They <laughs> we are so sexy. <laughs> like, I have extra um, jet lag and I need something to hold my ankles in place. Yeah. So, um, uh, sitting in a still in a confined space for long periods of time, the longer you're immobile, the greater your risk of develop, developing a blood clot too. So compression socks come in, um, they improve the blood flow in your legs. And then, you know, it helps your, your heart again, not have to work as hard. And then it takes you know, compression socks, increase blood flow by placing pressure on veins in your feet and legs. The arteries that take oxygenated blood to your feet and calves can relax and let blood flow freely and your heart doesn't have to work as hard to bring that blood back through the veins and this keeps them and this helps keeps blood near the heart and head and prevents swelling in the feet it can also keep people who stand or walk for most of the day from having achy feet so but basically like you should move around if you have a long flight yeah but like i've known that forever and i don't do it i want a window seat i want to sleep even if i, I don't want to sleep i don't want to get up i don't want to be that person that's pacing you know that person that's like oh, doing gymnastics in the fucking aisle again if you have a baby if you have a baby you do what you got to do to make your baby happy that's there's no judgment on that part but like we all know the person that's like what's wrong with that person the pacer yeah the like you're telling me that's not distracting somebody pacing up and down or somebody fucking doing yoga in the aisles. Do people do yoga in the aisles? I've seen yoga in the aisles. Fucking I go to LA. Americans, fucking Americans. So, and, and I get it because they're not wrong. Like, yoga in the, the aisles is wrong. Pacing, fine. But, but it's like, what do you, what are you like doing a downward dog in front of someone's face? Like, how can you they do yoga? Do, they're doing, life? they're doing like, stre I'm being a slightly exaggerating, oh. but they are doing stretches. And I also get the stretches because I'm in pain. You know what I, we might've Googled it. I, yeah, I think it's an old Google. I get um really intense knee pain, which has to do with like not moving my leg, like my leg being in this stagnant position mm -hmm. and uh not moving it and then i think like kind of the pressure then probably dehydration then swelling i'm just it sucks getting older and what's crazy about it is we don't look old but i think my body's old i think it's brittle yeah i got yeah maybe you i mean you are, you've always been physically very weak 
<laughs> it's, like, it's just emotionally, you're the strongest person I've ever met. Physically, you're a wimp. I've said that before. I stand by it. Oh, well, don't frown. It makes me sound like a monster. Okay, so um, the so the water thing, like you want to drink water when you fly, like stay really hydrated, but you don't want to drink the water on board. So it has to be bottled water, like genuinely. You told me I heard yesterday that yeah. drinking coffee and tea on board is not good for you. It's disgusting because they use the onboard water. Um, and I and they haven't so cleaned I out Googled those. that. Yeah. They haven't cleaned, they never clean out the water tanks. And the like flight attendants are like, we would never fucking drink this ever, <laughs> ever. Yeah. Um, and then the things that make the coffee, those are never cleaned out either. Uh I've I've never died from drinking coffee or tea on a flight. Like I I do think you can be overly cautious. Like I don't know if my immune system is a fucking tough as nails, like incredible hulk of a system because I went to Egypt when I was three and I got all this stuff and fucking bacteria and shit in my system out of the way. But I think you can have coffee and you'll be fine. I don't know, man. Like the fact that we have like an ABC system for like New York restaurants and most of these flights would fail that. Yeah. They do say one in every eight planes fails the agency standard for water safety and the machines are rarely cleaned. Yeah, bro. Like, don't get me wrong. Just get me from point A to point B. I don't need it. I don't need a Starbucks cup of coffee on my plane. I do. Okay. But, um, but I heard that maybe like a couple of years ago, and I don't, I actually am not, I'm not a coffee drinker. I don't, I don't drink tea. And I'm just so scared that's going to fall in my lap. I've done bad things have happened with water. I don't need it to be hot. Um, so I don't do that, but somebody said that and I never forgot it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some things that people say that you never forget and then you just never do it again. Like when somebody told me about the tumor and the chicken and then you go, that's it for fried chicken for me. Yeah, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> um, I'm yawning so much. It's your jet lag. Stay on topic. I did. I, well, no, I did. I actually had trouble sleeping last night. But, yeah. Was, but, that, was I snoring or anything? I don't want to talk about that publicly. Really? Yeah, you, you, you snore. <laughs> it's not bad. As somebody, I had a, I had a boyfriend that it was, I told him he was a monster. Mm. I like genuinely, I was like, I love you, but you sleep and you're, you're a monster. Yeah. You're a monster. And I would like research all the different ways. I did. I was like, I like held his face and I was like, you you beautiful man. You go to slumber and you, you transform. Yeah. Do you think it, do you think it's like the, the no. Invisalign or no, I always no, just yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You, you, it's not bad. It's dainty, but um, like I got woken up a couple of days ago because of um, there was like minor construction. It wasn't even made. It wasn't like gah, gah, gah. it was like yeah. it was like just like drilling or pounding very faintly away, but it's rhythmic. And there's something about like it's like oh, it's like when water drips and it's like. it drives me nuts drives me nuts Mm. so it was kind of faint construction i was like i can't sleep anymore and i woke up at 7 30 but like last night sometimes i think about being like i get really you get spanish in my head when i'm just like (laughs) um but sometimes i'm like it'll end because it's not bad i've had worse yeah um also i'm just like i had i told you when we woke up this morning i had some weird dreams I i had like talk about anxiety i had anxiety dreams about moving my car for street cleaning first of all my car is in new jersey it's nowhere near new york i don't need to move my car 
but I think my body knew it was a Wednesday. Yeah. I can oh see God. that. Because Wednesday is when I move my car for street cleaning. Yeah. So your body's like, hey, guys, you have that internal <laughs> clock for bullshit in your life. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> That's, I just realized that, oh my God, my body was just like, I wonder. No, it wasn't the right time. It would have been very early, but still, my body was like, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Um, you need to move your car. I had the most boring, panicky dream about moving my car for street cleaning. Yeah. It's a $40 mistake. And my body was like, we can't do that. <laughs> um, it's so funny. So, have you ever flown first class? No, I've flown business. Can you lay down in business? I can't remember. I have never laid down on a flight. It would be nice. Um, I've flown for first class twice. I got an upgrade just for like a short flight and they gave me, this was like maybe 15 years ago. Um, my dad was even like, cause I told my dad, he's like, I've never flown, flown first class. And I was like, you should do it because I'm a princess, like, <laughs> but they gave me like the sandwich and it was so good. And then they gave me a warm cookie and I was like, ah, being rich is awesome. Like it was, I forget what it was. It was like the points. There was something about points where it was ended up being like cheaper to be first class. And you're just like, all right. Um, and it was awesome. I had an awesome sandwich. It's all I remember. And people were so nice to me. They're so nice to you when you're rich um, for that day, <laughs> for that hour. And then um, me and my ex went to Japan and it was the same thing. It was only like 5,000 more points to fly first class and mm -hmm. you could lay down and it's Japan. Yeah, of course. And it was awesome. They gave you nuts. They gave you ice cream. You could lay down. The screen was bigger. It was, it was awesome. I really, I need to get back to that level of. That well, would really spoil me. It would oh be yeah, really hard to go back to coach after that. Oh no shit! And then I did like three other flights where you're like, eh, 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 and it's horrible, absolutely yeah. horrible. Yeah. Um, I think I'm ready for compression socks. Okay, let's find you some cute ones, maybe with some cats on it. That might be too aggressive. I don't want to scare people, but like maybe <laughs> a fun color. Okay. But yeah, I think I'm ready for compression socks. I definitely think I brought Xanax with me, and my I have this melatonin that is like dual release so like it helps you fall asleep and then it helps you stay asleep i don't try to i try not to use it but i was so jet like that i used it and it really did help me get on the schedule um but i think i need to start doing like day one drugging myself i think i'm really becoming a white lady like okay. full-fledged white lady i believe that I speaking believe that. of construction do you hear that banging no okay i mean i heard it for a second okay but... um what do i want to learn i guess does any hmm. If there's any like tips, like they give some tips for like jet lag specifically of like what you're supposed to do, which is like get on the clock and eat, eat your first meal should be the meal, like the meal time of where you're going and, and exercise when you get there. I'm wearing my exercise pants, um, that I probably packed for no reason, like just get it in the rotation because yeah. it is not being utilized. Um, but I don't know if there's any, like, there's gotta be somebody that listens to us that are like a, like a hardcore traveler. Like those people that like genuinely are on a plane every three days. Yeah. What was that George Clooney movie where he was like, it was all about like his status on the flight. Was it the terminal? No, that was first of all, Tom Hanks. I think this was like 10 years ago. Is it up in the air? I think so. Cause there was up, but that was like the Pixar film. No, this is up in the air. I think it you're right. But it was all about how like he didn't really have a home and, um, it was all about his status, like his airline status. Yeah. Which I want that life. I, I do too. Yeah. I want to be treated better because of my airline status. I just, yeah, I, I want free shit and I want to be able to lay down on a flight. Yes. But you ever just walk through first class on your way out of the plane? You're like, what do you guys do up here? It's a mess. 
Mexico, I'm done with this drink. <laughs> I just throw it. Yeah, they're always so aggressive about collecting our trash, but you're right. The trash in first class is always like class is always a or are they allowed to litter? Are you allowed to litter? Frat party mess up there. Yeah. Um, tell us about tell us about your jet lag stories. Tell us about your flying stories. You can write to us. Where can they write to us? Maria? You can write to us at two non-doctors at gmail.com. That's two non full word doctors at gmail.com. And thanks for being tolerant of this whatever visual is. audio. Shit. We're doing the best we're we can. We're getting back to it. But yeah, we're, we're doing the best we can. We're together. And yeah. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. We're in Prague. <laughs>